to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 384 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. Another week, another podcast gold is what I'm predicting. Podcast gold or podcast cold? Because i got to tell you, it's very, been pretty damn chilly lately. There's <laughs> a very close, very, very close there, cold and gold. I tell you what, I got up this morning. I, I managed to remember to take my beanie to work. Mm. But um, walking in and out of the freezer, grabbing boxes of frozen food and putting them onto the trolley uh, without gloves was not my favorite part of the day today and my fingers were so numb i couldn't turn the pages couldn't write properly it was god damn so yeah maybe get some gloves anyway how's your week been not too bad i uh went to last episode i was saying i was taking gonna take the car in to get it looked at oh yeah, Uh, yeah so i did that went into parked in the car park went in and they said oh yep no worries the assessor will be out in a sec uh just Make a make yourself a coffee. So I did that, and then um, about uh, two minutes later, the assessor's already out, and they're like, "Yep, we'll just take your car right now." So they did that, and the woman, she it was a lady assessor, and she just goes, "Oh, yep." Uh, I think she looked at the car for like ten minutes, if that. Come and got me, took me into this big building, right, which yeah. is their new uh, workshop thing. It's like Willy Wonka's factory for car repair. I wish I could have taken photos for you. Yeah, it's brand new. There's people everywhere. There's cars and things in like real neat places. In the middle is huge paint booths. Um, And I was just, I just said to the chick, I said, said, oh, whoa. She goes, yeah, I know. (laughs) And then they drew all over the back of my car and she said, oh, yeah, this is what we consider like major work. So what we're going to do is we're going to replace the whole boot, we're going to replace the bumper, and we're going to chop the back of your car out and re-weld it um, so it's all legit again. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she goes, look, go wait in the reception. I'll just find out um, what the parts are like. She goes, if we can get the parts within 48 hours, I'll take the car right now. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, five minutes later, she comes out and she goes, look, good news, all the parts from the country. Bad news is I don't think I can get it within 48 hours, so bring it in next Wednesday. Okay. And she goes, it's a major job, so it's going to take us five days. So, But it's good enough to drive in the meantime? Yeah, yeah. It's just the boots all munted. Oh, right, right, right. As opposed right. to... So it's, yeah, what I'm saying, it's not, not unroadworthy. No, yeah. no, no. They looked at it and she said it's all good. Um, just yeah. The boots stuffed. So, yeah, anyway, so I just dropped that off. I've just got my uh, loaner car. So, the, sorry, who who were you insured by? State. Right, 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 right. So this is the IAG repair hub. So Yeah, 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 because I, yeah, I remember the IAG, but I was like, oh, okay. yeah, because I'm insured with AA insurance, so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was insured with them, but it worked out a better deal um, when we combined insurances to go with state because state, AA did that that thing on me where they were like, I don't know what the deal was. I think I got a rogue rogue AA agent one time because when I did make a claim when that guy drove into the side of me, they depreciated my car so much, like it was not worth anything. 
And I was sort of like, don't you guys like have an agreed value? And they're like, yeah, we agree on a value, but then we see what the market value is. Well, that's not an agreed value. Yeah, no, they, it, it seemed real confusing. Well, I'll, I'll wait till I get your um, bill for the um, premium, and then I'll see if I want to pay it. <laughs> I know. I know. So, something seemed weird the last time I dealt with those guys, and then when we went to state, they were like, no, no, this is the actual value. Like, we will pay you this out no matter what, because I queried them. I was like, well, what happens? They're like, no, 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 this is what you're paying for. I was like, okay, whatever. Anyway. Uh, pretty seamless process. Quite liked it. I've got this brand new Toyota Corolla at the moment. It's got all the lane assist and radar this and adaptive cruise control. I think I worked that out. Um, good times. Oh, and it oh. likes to, it likes to warn you about stuff. Danger. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is your, your loan car. Cause you yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I'm with you now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, do you think you, you, you'd buy one of the ones you're driving? Oh, I wouldn't get a. Um, I wouldn't get this. I wouldn't get a hatchback. Oh, yeah, true. I'd get a station wagon version of it. Yeah, cool, um, cool, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so I have been. Uh, I didn't mention it last week or the last couple of weeks, but I've been learning to walk again. Um, so <laughs> I went to physio because I'd hurt my back uh, a month ago, more than a month ago, two months ago now, and uh, went to physio for a few weeks. And then she goes, "Oh, you got to see this guy, Geo." I don't actually know what his um, role is, but he's like an exercise specialist. Anyway, oh, he got be, me. To, he'll be like a biomechanical. Yeah, bio something like that. Yeah. So he got me to walk up and down. He goes, "Yep, yep, yep." No, I just I figured that would be what it was. But the reason your back hurt and then your hip hurt and then your knee hurt is that you're walking weird. I'm like, well, how long have you been doing that? He goes, well, how long have you been walking? <laughs> which I think is bullshit because I'm going to call bullshit on that. I think I might have started walking weird or funny in the last few years or something, but okay. certainly not. Hard to say. Well, I've done those 100K walks and shit. Like, I've you done a lot been, of walking. But what happens if you were doing all that wrong and that's caused all the damage now? Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so I'm trying to walk straighter, but I'm getting up 2.30 every morning and doing half an hour of stretching. Well, actually, it's 45 minutes of stretching now before I go to work, which really makes a big difference. Um, it does mean that I'm tired mm. midday and end up having a nap when I get home. Um, yeah, so I just seem to be working and sleeping at the moment. It's just frustrating. They uh, didn't, talking about your feet, though, they didn't like suggest that you go get surgery, did they? No, no, nothing like that. No. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> he did one exercise, which I thought was hilarious. He put um, one of those, you know, those flat rubber things that you, you tie around things and it's like a rubber band, but it's yeah. quite wide. He puts one on the floor and he goes, right, I want you to do this. He t- takes his shoe off. He puts his foot on it and he uses his big toe and just scrunches it up and pulls it towards him. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that looks easy, and I do it, and I cannot, cannot use my big toe to bring this thing in. And I'm, like, like crying really hard, and this thing's not moving. He goes, yeah, yeah, it's a bit weak, eh? And I'm like, I didn't know that my big toe had to be strong, and now it's weak. I feel such less of a man. <laughs> the, re- the reason I brought up surgery is because there was this Tauranga podiatrist Um he deformed six patients' feet. like old, what? Old, So they went in for like bunions or sore feet. And then he's like um, operated and he caused an overcorrection of the bunion, making the 76-year-old woman's big toe stick out. 
And so he did all these hack jobs. So she was left deformed and in chronic pain. They basically went to court and stuff and uh, laid some charges. He has to pay $191,000. But he can still practice as a podiatrist. He's just not allowed to operate anymore. So uh, if you're in Tauranga, don't go see this dude. Oh, geez, that's that's crazy. I tell you what else you shouldn't do, mm. um, and and I'm going to say this flippantly, and it's probably not flippant, but don't rent a van and go on holiday down by Picton is what I was going to say. Well, I don't know if the renting the van is the problem or the travel's the problem. I think it's the. Uh... I just can't believe that the second crash happened. What twenty four. 48 hours after the first crash? It was within 48 hours, eh? Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, that's insane. It's and, and it's quite interesting that it was van versus truck both times. Yeah, but also probably crossing the centre line because there was a story coming out saying, hey, it was the truck's fault, like blame trucks on the road. And I'm like, well, if the truck's staying in its lane and that's not causing the crash... How, how's it a truck's fault? It's Again, not the truck's fault. No, their argument was like, there. I didn't realize this, but in, in 1940 or 50, there was a regulation that said trucks weren't allowed to travel very far. Like they had to stay within a city and then they were using trains and stuff. And then they got rid of that in the uh, 50s or 60s. And that's when trucks became the main transport uh, solution. Yeah, because government didn't want to pay anything on maintaining or building railways they still haven't paid any really anything to maintain these railways since they were built basically exactly i mean so, you know crazy it is it's it, it is ridiculous i mean i will admit that new zealand is not a really good terrain for rail in general you know you've got the plains of america and you can do rail for you know there's oh, not yeah, a yeah. huge amount a, to do we're a little skinny uh very mountainous, too large island. Yeah, they, with lots of ups and downs. So lots yeah, of yeah. Bridges, bridges and tunnels. It's not ideal for rail, but even so, it makes way more sense. Um, I got a yeah, that's right. Hey, I got a phone. I was going to tell you, I got a phone call this week from a mobile number that I didn't recognise, and I answered it, and it was a guy ringing up about the Worldwide Fund for Nature, and it was to save the Maui dolphin. And he was, I think he had a bit of an Australian accent and he started talking and I just said, look, I'm not interested. I said, my number's been given out to every charity in New Zealand and every single one's rung me. I don't know how or why that's happened, but here we are. Uh, I don't want to think, but he was so good. He was so good. And I said to him, look, I'm not interested, but I have to say you were one of the best people that have ever rung me to cold call me for something. And he just went, yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah no so i left him like he, he hung up but yeah he he had an answer to everything and the way he was talking and wording things it was so good uh yeah really a, a really good guy but um and also ringing from a mobile number which i thought was oh that's interesting as opposed to a block number or a number out of auckland yeah yeah that is interesting maybe that's um maybe they get more people answering that way yeah maybe maybe um yes speaking of that i've I've been coaching somebody for uh, Kōkuri. So Kōkuri didn't um, – this is the Maori Startup Accelerator. Yes. Um, they didn't pay me for this, um, but I got paid privately to coach this one guy who's who's in the showcase. Oh, nice. So, like who, who organised it, him or them? 
Uh, no, his mentor, who was somebody oh, I right. coached previously when they did pay me to do it. And and oh, uh, so good. John John got hold of me. He says, "Hey, um, what's your rate? It'll be out of my pocket, so don't <laughs> don't go too hard on me." Type thing. So I, I gave him mates rates. It's cool, and uh, it's been going really really well. And I mean, last night we had a session. Was it last night? Night before? Night before? Yeah, like we got to the end, and he's like, oh, "This is how I'm going to end it." I'm like, oh, "I'd go with this," and I just riffed off two or three, and, and they were actually pretty good. My riff offs, so um, it looks like he's going to go with that. But yeah, so I'm going tomorrow to um, watch the showcase, but it's not in Hamilton; it's in Auckland. Oh. So I have to head up to Auckland after. Are the people involved all from Auckland? I'm guessing this round. Um, not all of them, or have uh, they done that to try and get more investors? Actually, don't know because oh, I haven't yeah. been involved. But um, but I do know the guy that I've been coaching is Auckland based. Oh yeah, because um, I've been doing it obviously over Zoom or whatever. But yeah, so I yeah, so I I believe there's some from uh, Hamilton anyway. But yeah, I'm going to go up there and show my face. And another yeah. place that you should show your face, maybe Chris, or get involved is in Taranaki. Taranaki, yep. So the, on the way, I'll pop it a, on the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not part of that trip, but in general. Yeah. So yeah. there's a um, tar- it's called Venture Taranaki's Power Up Kickstart. Oh, it's a business capability building program and ideas competition with one idea ultimately winning the grand prize of ten grand to spend on developing their enterprise. Okay. Now the story is. There's a teacher called Michael Park. He's a 58-year-old who teaches engineering and design at New Plymouth, New Plymouth Boys High School. There we go. Uh, he's one of the top five finalists, right? But he's up against two of his students at the same time. So he has made what they've called an e-bike for surfers. He, went, he decided to go surfing years ago, and he said it was really hard. So he's got the surfboard that has a little pump inside it, and it sucks water in and then pushes it out the back and helps you get out to the brake and helps paddle onto a wave to catch it. That's his thing. These other His students um, have got this other prototype, which is a thing that tells you what's happening with your houseplant, like a uh, monitor for your houseplant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that didn't seem groundbreaking to me because I thought that was a thing that already existed. I was just thinking I thought that was a thing, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't think they talk about the other one, whatever the other student is, but he said it's pretty hard because he can't give him too much tips and hints because um, he's trying to win this to further his project. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to win whatever happens. So if they win, he wins sort of because he taught them. Sort of, yeah. But so he'd rather anyway. have the cash. <laughs> yeah, I think he wants to like look into his surfboard, which he reckons will sell between four and five thousand dollars. Well, yeah. Hey, do you know how much those Manta Five goes for? Oh, I'd hate to think. Twenty k, thirty k. Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. I just wondered because Be yeah, yeah. There's a lot of engineering in that. Hey, shout out to a uh, friend of the podcast, Aripa Smart Energy Drink or Smart Aripa. Drink. Yeah, we interviewed them at Field Days years ago. Yeah. I'm sure they remember it fondly, and I'm sure that's part of their marketing strategy. Uh, but basically, they had last year they linked a deal with Coles in Australia, and now they are going to hit all the Woolworths in Australia. Ooh, that's big. That is yes, big. it's very big. They've also uh, so they were a um, what do you call it? A neutrotonic drink, neutro something like that. Where it helps yes. your brain 
worked yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. And they did both powder that you can put in shakes, and they also did ready-to-drink drinks. Yeah. Yeah. So Fonterra wants to collaborate with them, and Coca-Cola tried to steal their chief science officer two days after they hired him. Nestle are also interested in the science, and they're speaking directly with them in Switzerland. And so, yeah, all these big players are trying to get in there. Cool. Um, Good on them. He has Because the they big, were a couple of young guys that we spoke to anyway. Yeah, right? yeah. He's got the big plan of becoming a billion-dollar company now that retains New Zealand ownership as his dreams. Sweet. So anyway, it was good to see that little story. Um, nice, yeah. nice. Oh, yeah, I've been listening to a, a podcast recently. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm. The World's Greatest Con. No. And there's three seasons. Okay. And so the first season is all all the episodes is one con. Oh, okay. And it's Operation Mincemeat, if you've ever heard of that. Because there's, there's a film come out, Operation Mincemeat, which I then watched after I listened to that thing. It's really cool. Um, but it was World War Two, and how they um, – fooled the Germans into thinking they weren't going to invade through Sicily. Oh, right. We're going to invade through Greece or something. Okay. And it's it's really fascinating. But it's um, Brian Brush... Uh, Brian? Brushwood. 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 Brushwood, yeah. Is it Brian or is his name something else? I can't remember now. But anyway, um, he did Scam School on uh, YouTube. Have you ever come across that? Yeah, and he's done... Yeah, he was involved with he was involved with someone else with something else. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of things. He's really entertaining. So season one was this Operation Mincemeat. Then season two was a whole bunch of different um, scams on TV, like game shows. They're all game yes. show scams, uh, which oh, is right. really quite cool. And then season three is going to be totally different. It hasn't come out yet. Or, oh, or it's yeah, about to come out now. Brian Brian Brushwood. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he does all the stuff, scam nation and scam school and all that. He's also a magician and he does a lot with Penn and Teller. That's where I've heard his name before. Yeah. Yeah. So he. Um, That's cool. Yeah. He he turned up on filmy with Penn and Teller. He tells a lot of those stories in the background. Mm-hmm. It's really entertaining. So you know, if you want something else to listen to, because we're only once a week. You know, you can only listen to us half an hour a week. But if you want to listen to something else, um, yeah, try having a listen to World's Greatest Calm. I think it's pretty cool. Excellent. Good uh, good podcast to check out there. Hey, um, let's, let's carry on with this. Hey, uh, Christchurch Council is embracing esports. Oh, nice. So, 1,300 high school students compete in a national esports league every week. Did not know that. Wow. Pretty cool. That Christchurch City Council was saying, hey, we're going to change the way that the school teams are playing. So, at the <laughs> I, I'm just going to interrupt for a second. The reason they're doing this is not because they're like, actually, if we have esports, we don't have to build a freaking stadium. It'll oh, no, save no, us no. a lot of money. <laughs> no, no, we, we still need that stadium. <laughs> Whatever the cost, we need that stadium, Chris. Do you know how important sports is? Uh, to Canterbury? Because they got nothing else. They got the Crusaders and nothing else. Anyway, carry on. They are going to move participants out of their bedrooms and into public libraries. They're going to host the esports teams every Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They've kitted them out with fast internet and high speed spec, uh, high spec gaming computers and keyboards. And Sport Canterbury's backed the idea by providing all the gaming keyboards and mouses that they need. Uh, there's a picture on here. There's just a room of teenagers all playing games uh, in clumps of uh, computers. So it's pretty crazy. 
That's pretty cool, though. And then, yeah, it's it's good that they've 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 jumped into it and they're doing something with it. You know, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, it's good. Oh well, they talk about obviously how big it is with uh, like League of Legends and other things. So yeah, but uh, do they mention Rocket League in there? No, no. But I tell you what, that's on my dream list. Uh, for any listeners out there who you know, win the lottery and don't know what to do with the money. Um, you can send me on my dream uh, trip, and that's to go to the Rocket uh, League World Tournament, Let, European do, or, or American, I don't care. I'm going to read a couple of comments in the story. Yep. This is not sport, and these are not athletes. With so much else wrong in our city, I'm gobsmacked that the Christchurch City Council sees kidding up libraries with gaming computers as responsible use of ratepayers' funds. Here's the reply. As someone who has dealt with both rugby players and gamers, I know which group I'd rather deal with or hire. Besides, it's good to see kids getting support for their interests and at a lot less of a cost that the council spends on rugby, cricket, or netball. Another reply. Whatever your opinion, you can't argue that eSport isn't a sport. It is a highly competitive sport, creating more money than any other world sport or all the movie and music industry combined. The teams train, sweat, and are coached. Why isn't it a sport? Certainly requires tactics, knowledge, teamwork, commitment, and mental agility. Yeah. So, I, and I agree. And because if somebody says to me, darts you, are a sport, yes. you know, darts. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the difference between darts and um? Do and you think it's because game? mentally the person's brain goes, they are not physically exerting themselves, they're sitting in front of a computer, not a sport? Yeah, you, I mean, it, same with the, yeah. I, I, I reckon it's it's as easy as no movement. There's no movement because even if you're a driver, and and like I'm not taking it away from you know proper race drivers because that's a physical sport, but they're just sitting down turning steering what wheel. What about? <laughs> yeah, but what happens if you say I'm the co-driver in a rally car? You're doing. You're looking at a piece of paper, yelling out what to do. Yeah, yeah. Like that's even less than driving. So you know, let's just all say all sports are good. And whatever you want to do, good on you. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, not all sports are for all people, right? No, no exactly. Aren't. So exactly. find what you're into and go with it and just let other people do their own shit. And if you don't agree with them, shut up. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, if you wanted to make some sweet, sweet money right now, Chris, you need to figure out how to uh, make a lot of CO2. That's what you want to do. CO2. CO2. We're going to have a CO2 shortage in New Zealand just to add to the problems of everything else. This CO2 shortage is going to cause problems with chicken production with Teagle, carbon dioxide, uh, obviously, for brewers and fizzy drink makers. The availability of cheese, preserved meat, sparkling wine, and ready-to-eat meats could also suffer, and the prices are probably going to go right up because there's not enough CO2. Do you know why there's not enough CO2? I don't know why. Tell me. It used to be a byproduct of the Marsden Point Oil Refinery, and they decided to close that down. The only other place that makes CO2 that is food grade is attached to a production plant at Todd Energy Kapuni Gasfield in Taranaki. But they built that plant in 1969, and it's really old. And they're going to have. Yeah, yeah. It's not old, as old as me. So it's not no. really old. It's super old. They're going, <laughs> but they're doing maintenance on it for the next two months. So they've basically had to slow that right down. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So anyway, um, they might have to import it. Who knew? Uh, that'll cost a lot of money. Yeah. That, that is crazy because, um, yeah, so John created, what did he create? He created something that split water. I've forgotten what it was now. But, yeah, because we we were talking about how to do uh, hydrogen. And you yeah. can use, um, so Toyota has done it for decades, basically, mm. where they had um, um, sun um, solar panels on a, on their bus stops in their little um, area. You know, they have a compound, okay. like, yeah. Yeah, 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 compound thing. And um, it's the sun panels on the bus stops power this thing that pulls the hydrogen out so it splits hydrogen all right and this is for the hydrogen fuel shuttle that runs through these so the bus stops with the solar panels basically creates the fuel all day for the shuttle that runs around the compound yeah yeah and that's been that that must be 20 years old maybe 30 Mm. um so yeah uh you would think it's not that Difficult, but that food grade thing sort of makes me wonder because I, I don't know what that would entail. No, I had this thing saved on my notes and I didn't know what it was. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah, it's better if I send you the link. But it's called Petite Ply. And it's this company like uh, anyone out there that has children knows that when they're little, you can buy something for them. And in like two weeks, it doesn't fit them anymore. Like they right. just grow out of the clothes. And there's no point in buying expensive clothes or nice clothes. It doesn't really matter. They're going to destroy them or grow out of them. So this and, company... And they don't know anyway what the... No, no, no. Exactly. Exactly. So they've built these clothes. If, I'm going to read this to you, and then I'll send you a link so you can see it. Garments that grow up to seven sizes using our patented technology. It's made from recycled materials, produced to last, and perfect for adventures. So you buy this uh, piece of clothing for a child, and the clothing grows with them as they get bigger. Okay. The only problem is the clothes look really weird. Okay. Can uh, I, oh, send this to me. I've got to see this. I've got to see this. Yeah. Cheap ply. Okay. I don't even know how I came across this. Uh, it's one of those things. Okay. Ships to New Zealand. Yeah. Scroll down and you'll see some uh, images. Uh, uh they have adult wear. Is that for if you lose and gain weight a lot? I have no idea, but if you want some adult wear, you can have it. Basically, what okay, it looks like pleated or ribbed. Um... Yeah, they've just constantined clothing, <laughs> and it looks weird. Like it looks like you're covered. It in looks ridiculous. It, look, there's a. Have you seen that picture of that kid running through the forest? That's part of a horror story at the start there. Watch <laughs> if that kid. Oh yeah, I see that. Oh yeah, yeah. gosh. Uh, oh, what country is this from? I have no idea. I want to say like Sweden, maybe. Founded by an aeronautical engineer. T-Ply intelligently applies engineering to the textile and fashion industry to create a unique and compelling adventure, invention that addresses a global problem. Sir James Dyson. Mm. Mm. Anyway, oh. if you want to have uh, expandable clothing for your children and they look like space age freaks, ply, P-L-I, is where you want to go. Yeah, and good news, they have adult wear, which does look like it's all about the waistline thing. Maybe, maybe. Like, and they have masks as well. 
I don't see the point in the masks. Oh, the mask is just leftover fabric, I'm assuming. Like they, I mean, they look pretty cool for a mask. I'd wear a mask over, say, uh, yeah. the other <laughs> the pants. The pants, the pants. look terrible. <laughs> Uh, that photo of that woman in the very first photo that looks like it's a rubber wetsuit gone wrong. That looks terrible. I okay. know. No. Uh, check that out. We'll have the notes in the, the, the link in the show notes. That's right. Link in the show notes. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Oh, you got there in the end. Hey, this dude got busted. We'll end it with this yeah. uh, in Australia. So if you were going around delivering uh, marijuana to people... <laughs> This is in Australia where it's still illegal, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you were going to do that, how would you, like what would you do? What would be your mode of transport? Well, I I, I think a bicycle might be good because people about, don't stop bicycles. What about a motorized esky slash chili bin with two shovels and a traffic sign stuck on it, and then you're just riding around and around the Melbourne suburbs? So, so uh, yeah, that's not going to bring. Uh, any attention to itself at all. Well, the neighbours rang up the police. The police pulled it over. They've dubbed it the mobile marijuana unit. Uh, he had drugs in there, electric scales, and a bong. And, um, yeah. Is there a photo of that? I, I want to see it. Yeah, <laughs> there is. There is. is so you can, oh. Yeah, you can buy these uh, actual as a unit. I, like he, I don't think he made it. Yeah, you can drive around this thing. I don't know what the, uh, what the shovels were for, though. Yeah. That's and slippery when wet. Apparently, is the road sign attached to it? That's weird. It's a bit different. Uh, maybe that's where he uses the shovels to bury the money when he gets paid. Maybe you want to be a bit more low key, I think, with your mobile marijuana dispensing. Uh, that's that. just oh, that's just nuts. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for listening, whoever you are. Uh, make sure to shout out. Maybe say hi. We would love it if uh, an actual person DM'd us and not all these people that uh, have weird names and want to collaborate with us selling some junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, yeah, so um, John Dufresne, we need to get hold of you and jump on a a Zoom call and have a chat. Yes, right. That's that's still a plan. I hadn't forgotten it. It just haven't been organized. Okay. Well, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.